Radio Mix, broadcasting to the world from the south of Spain. Good evening and welcome to this special edition of It's a Way of Life here on Radio Mix in conjunction with www.liquidatormusic.com. Tonight, we're going to go back to 1982, March the 12th to be exact, and the release of the sixth and final studio album from The Jam called The Gift. Tonight I'll be playing the album in its entirety, as well as a few other great tracks by other bands that did the rounds in 82. So let's get this show on the road with the very first track you would have heard as you placed the stylus on the edge of that shiny black vinyl. This is Happy Together. to believe that this album was released 40 years ago and although it was met with indifferent reviews in 82 it now stands out as the perfect bridge between the jam and what is soon to be new band the style council second track on the album it's called ghost
Initial qualities of this release came packaged in a pink and white candy stripe paper bag. Printed on the front of the bag in black ink is the jam and a gift and the catalogue number POLD 5055. Not many of these original bags remain in existence and this leads me to a really tenuous link but I guess it makes them kind of rather precious.
In July of 1982, Just Who's the Five O'Clock Hero was released in the Netherlands as a single. It was never released in the UK, but still, as a Dutch import, it reached number eight in the UK charts. The next track on the album would go on to be the title of the Jam's final tour. This is Trans Global Express.
Next up, a song referenced by the front cover of The Gift, which is pictures of Rick, Bruce and Paul in red, amber and green stripes, all running on the spot. As well as Paul Weller, Bruce Foxton and Rick Buckler, the album features Pete Wilson on keyboards, Keith Thomas on sax, Steve Nicko on trumpet and Russ Henderson on steel drums. The next song on the album is the only one not written by Weller. Penned by Bruce Foxton, this is Circus.
This next song on the album, although backed by a Calypso feel and Russ Henderson's steel drums, is a grim tale about rich architects and shoddy tower blocks. This is The Planner's Dream Goes Wrong. Seventeen years after its initial release, this next track, Carnation, was covered by Liam Gallagher of Oasis and Steve Craddock of Ocean Colour Scene, and released on the album Fire and Skill, the songs of the jam.
Released as the first single from the album on the 29th of January 1982, Town Called Malice entered the UK singles charts at number one, staying at the top for three weeks and preventing Golden Brown by the Stranglers from reaching the number one slot. It was the band's third number one and they had the honour of being only the second band since the Beatles to play both sides of a single on top of the pops. spent 25 weeks on the UK album chart rising to number one. In the US, the album spent 16 weeks in the Billboard 200 album chart and reached its peak position of 82 in May of 1982. The last track on the album is titled The Gift, and as it so happened, it would be the final gift from the jam, as eight months later, Paul Weller disbanded the band. Say it, I'm sweet on my mind I can't stand up 
I've got to say I absolutely love this album. Um, I've still got my copy complete with the Candy Stripe paper bag, but there are also some great bands around producing some great music at the same time. I've chosen a handful to play for you now. The first has already been mentioned in the show. It was stopped getting to number one in the UK by a town called Malice. This is The Stranglers with Golden Brown. Sun lays me down with my mind. She runs throughout the night. No need to fight, never a frown with golden brown. Every time, just like the last, on her ship tied to the mast, two distant lands takes both my hands. Never a frown with golden brown Golden brown, fine attemptress through the ages she's heading west From far away, stays for a day Never a frown with golden brown Nineteen eighty two was also the year that Bad Manners had their third top ten hit in the UK chart. Reaching number nine, this is my girl Lollipop.
Graham Day, James Taylor, Alan Crockford and Johnny Simmons were the prisoners, a band that should have been much bigger than they really were and unfortunately disbanded after Stiff Records went into liquidation. This is the title track from their first album release, A Taste of Pink. From a band that should have been bigger than they were, to a band that were possibly the biggest band of the 80s and are still going strong. Sharing the record of holding the most weeks spent in the charts in the 80s with UB40, a total of 214, we have Madness. They've had 15 singles in the UK top 10, but only one number one. This one, House of Fun. 
spray plastic windows clay on a corner there's just one Welcome to the house, some fun, now I've come up band formed in 1979 and quickly rose to be one of the top mod revival bands and they're still performing today after reforming in 2002. Secret Affairs last single before the breakup was taken from the album Business As Usual. Called Lost In The Night, Mac The Knife, it failed to chart.
The Beat, later known as the English Beat, released their first single Tears of a Clown on the two-tone label, but then left the label to form their own, called Go Feet. In 1982, they released three singles, Save It For Later, I Confess, and this one, Jeanette. Now for a band that were formed in my old hometown of Romford in Essex, and another of the bands that were considered to be one of the best of the mod revival groups. The Purple Hearts' final single, Plane Crash, was released in 1982 on the independent record label Roadrunner Records, just before the band split up in November, after a failed American trip. Plane crash, our love is like a plane. 
Now for an influential punk band that formed in 1976 and released, in my mind, one of the greatest albums of all time in 1979. I'm of course talking about The Clash and London's Calling. In 1982, they released Rock the Casbah, the second single from their fifth album, Combat Rock. It reached number eight in the Billboard Hot 100 charts in the US, their second and last top 40 and only top 10 single in the United States.
I hope you've enjoyed this little trip back to 1982. I, like many others, was hugely disappointed when Paul Weller decided to disband the jam, but at the time, we were not to know what he had planned, and the fact that he's still producing great music some 40 years later just goes to prove how great a songwriter he's turned out to be. I, for one, will always remain a fan. Now, playing us out tonight is something from a new band, and who knows, maybe, just maybe, they'll have a similar longevity to Mr Weller. The Fleeting Mind have been writing an eclectic mix of melodic towels and British guitar pop, taking influences from 60s British invasion bands, Britpop anthems and elements of psychedelia to create catchy British-sounding melodies. They're working on their first album with UK drummer, producer and engineer Ben Gordillia, who was previously worked with Paul Weller and The Moons. This is their latest release, saying the last goodbye. I'll be back next Sunday. Until then, good night and have a wonderful week, everybody. (laughs) 